Good evening, Ecclesia, and welcome to our midweek message. My name is Ken Carson. I'm one of the elders here at Ecclesia. And uh, tonight we're continuing through our major themes of the book of Proverbs. And the theme we're looking at tonight is honesty and fairness. And in particular, honesty and fairness uh, in, the, in the world of business. You know, ethical business practices get a lot of attention today. Uh, these days, people want to shop and do business with companies that are involved with fair trade, companies that uh, support social justice, companies that uh, do, don't oppress their workers. And if a company is even remotely associated with some sort of unfair business practice, it can really affect that business's reputation and it can hit their bottom line and affect their profitability. But you know, the Bible has had much to say about business ethics long before it became fashionable. And the theme of honesty and fairness in business dealings is really a major theme in the book of Proverbs. And, and I want to look at one particular passage that talks about honesty and fairness in business, and that's Proverbs chapter 11, starting in verse 1. So we're going to look at Proverbs 1, Proverbs 11, uh, verses 1 through verse 4. It says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them. But the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath. But righteousness delivers from death. This passage begins with God's attitudes towards weights and with scales. Verse 1 says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Now, this is one of my wife's favorite verses in the entire Bible. In fact, this verse has been written out in calligraphy, and it's posted uh, on, prominently on a shelf in our den. Uh, and that's because my wife is a collector of antique scales. Uh, and so our house is filled with balances and weights and scales of all different shapes and sizes. And so this verse fits very, very appropriately in our home. And my wife has graciously uh, let me borrow one of her scales tonight uh, to show you this evening how this verse fits together. You see, scales used to be a very important and common tool within commerce. No commercial transaction could take place without a balance or without a scale. In the days before uh, standard coinage and cash uh, and paper money, checks, debit cards, you know, tap to pay, whatever, you know, instead in those days, goods and services were purchased by weighing out precious metals, either gold or silver or something of the like. So a merchant would have a set of scales, like you see here, a balance. And they would also then have a, a set of weights, even more importantly. And so a customer and a merchant might agree that the cost of something was, you know, let's say eight ounces of silver. And so on one side of the, of the balance, they would put a weight of eight ounces, and then they would put their silver on the other side, and that would ensure that the amount that they're paying was what they had both agreed to. Now, to get a proper measurement, it requires two things. First, the balance has to be even. A deceitful merchant would literally would tip the scales in their favor. But Proverbs 11.1 1 says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Now, the second thing you needed for proper measurement is for the weights to be accurate. And it was very common in those days for a merchant to have two sets of weights. There would be a lighter set that they would use when they're buying goods, and then there would be a heavier set for when they were selling. But accurate weights are the delight of the Lord. You know, the Proverbs are filled with comments about the importance of balanced scales and accurate weights. In fact, in the book of Proverbs, there are at least four different verses that talk about the importance of balanced scales and accurate weights. And that's because treating people fairly in business 
is a big deal to God. In fact, it says here that a false balance is an abomination, an abomination. You know, the Bible usually reserves the term abomination for, for such horrible things like child sacrifice and idolatry and sexual immorality. And yet here, the Lord lists dishonesty in business in the same category as these horrible sins. Now, today, we don't use scales. We don't use weights and balances to conduct business. So how does this apply to us? Well, a false balance is really a, a, a way for a, a merchant to purposefully hide the truth about the transaction to a customer. So anytime that we are purposefully hiding the truth in a business transaction so that it tilts the scales, if you will, this is seen as being wrong in the eyes of the Lord. So let me give you some examples where we might see this. Not giving full disclosure on the quality of the product that you're selling or, or hiding problems with the product. Hiding costs and fees from customers until they're so deep in the transaction that they have no choice but to pay. A false advertising, saying that you can and deliver and will deliver one thing and then not following through. All of these are examples of how today we might have a false balance that tips the scales in the favor of the merchant. But you know, there are two sides to every business transaction. Dealing honestly and fairly is not just the responsibility of the business, but of the consumer as well. And so as consumers, we also need to ask some questions. Are we dealing honestly and fairly with the businesses in which we do business? Let me ask you, if you are accidentally given too much change in the store, do you return the extra change to the cashier? If the checker forgets to scan an item before they put it in the bank bag, do you bring that to their attention? H have you ever taken unfair advantages of a store's uh, re return policy? And, and then do we justify this behavior saying, well, they're a really big company and they can afford it. You know, maybe the business can't afford your little cheat. But we have to remember that fairness and integrity has more to do with us than it has to do with the person or the business that we are cheating. God still finds what we do as being abhorrent if we are cheating a business, even if that business or that person can afford the cost of our dishonesty. Because Proverbs 11.1 1 says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. God abhors dishonesty in business dealing. But the last half of that verse says that a just weight is his, del his delight. You see, God delights in business conducted fairly and ethically. Proverbs 16.11 says, a just balance and scale are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. God is delighted by our fair, just, and ethical business practices. In fact, it says here that, that balances and, and accurate weights, the, these are God's work. It's God's work. You know, today it's popular to believe that all corporations and all commerce is just inherently evil. And even if we don't think that all commerce is inherently bad, we at least usually tend to think that business or marketplace transactions really are they're just morally neutral. But this verse says, that business, transacted fairly and in accordance with God's law, is actually God's work. He's in it. He blesses it. And he encourages it. You know, there's a saying in the business world, it's not personal, it's just business. But God's abhorrence or God's delight in how we transact business means that it's never just business. But that business, in the eyes of God, is always personal. And it's also spiritual and that how we conduct our business affairs has great implications on our relationship with God. In Colossians 3.23, it says it this way. Whatever you do, 
Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from, your, from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Our work, our business, how we, how we act in the marketplace, all of this is a form of our service to God. And so how we transact our business tells us something of the spiritual condition of our heart. When, whenever we are unfair to people in the marketplace, it reveals a deeper problem. It reveals the problem of pride, which is why in Proverbs 11:2 it says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Now, it seems that every entrepreneur has at least a little bit of pride, or they probably could never actually get their business off the ground. But, but the kind of pride that is talked about here in Proverbs is that form of hubris that, that assumes that the rules don't apply to you. That somehow through your charisma or through your business savvy, you are exempt from the consequences of your unethical behavior. But Proverbs says that such pride will result in disgrace. Instead, we need to approach business with a healthy dose of humility. Humility is having that realistic appraisal of yourself. It's, it's knowing that you are not the exception to the rule and that the decisions that you make have consequences both for yourself and for your customers or your clients. And ultimately, what drives unethical and dishonest business practices really is a misaligned goal. Proverbs 11.4 warns us the result of pursuing the wrong goal in business. Proverbs 11.4 says, Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. This verse puts it very bluntly. Would you rather be rich or righteous? And people having God's favor, having God's righteousness, is more valuable than all the riches in the world. And if we pursue riches over righteousness, we are going to find ourselves on a path towards destruction as we make one compromise after another. But if we pursue righteousness, we shall be delivered by the Lord. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. If someone's hungry, that means they're lacking food. So to say that we are hungry for righteousness means that while we desire righteousness, we recognize that we fall short of that righteous standard of God. And the reality is we have all fallen short. We have all cheated. We have all compromised. We have all lied. But the promise is that for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be satisfied. Because by dying on the cross, Jesus offered to trade our moral failures for his righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Proverbs is giving us a choice here in Proverbs 11.1. 1. We can pursue riches, which leads to all kinds of unethical business practices and ultimately our destruction, or we can pursue righteousness, which in Christ it is freely offered to us through his death on the cross, and which will ultimately lead to our deliverance. Let's pray. Father God, we are grateful for the righteousness of Christ, which becomes ours through his death on the cross. God, it is truly amazing that you can take all of our unethical business behavior, all our lying, all of our cheating, all of our stealing, and God, you bore those on the cross. You took the consequences of that. You became our sin so that, God, you would trade with us for your righteousness. And so that now, God, we can pursue righteousness and receive righteousness in Christ and find forgiveness and find hope. 
God, help us to live that out in our daily lives, not just at home or with our friends or with our family, but God, help us to live that out in our workplace, in the marketplace, in every business transaction we do, so that, God, we can serve you and bring you glory in all that we do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight for our midweek message. Make sure and join us on Sunday for our live stream. Remember, we are unable to meet for the next two weeks uh, because of the freeze that we have in the state of Oregon. Uh, but, but 10 o'clock Sunday morning, join us for the live stream and we hope to see you there. Have a great week.